Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the 257th episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. Are you okay, Joe? I'm fine. I am your host, Joe Brenton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. Mark Packham. What's up? And Matthew Knight. Hello there. Now, this is this is our first uh, self-isolating uh, podcast in a while. We've not all travelled to, to be together um, you know, in, in wake of everything that's happening, and so we, uh, we, we hope that uh, you listeners are all uh, self-isolating as well and looking after yourselves and staying safe, and we hope that we can you know, entertain you with you know, more podcast stuff. It's actually, you know, the, the, the one upside of all of this is... Is we don't have to see you. <laughs> You don't Three. have to see me. Yes, that is true. But I was going to say also, we're only a couple of weeks away from the start of double the Guitar Nerds content. Because from the beginning of April, we will have a second episode of Guitar Nerds out every week. So you'll have the regular episode out on Wednesdays. And on Fridays, we are reintroducing popular series, the Friday Specials, which will be a... Um, a series of interviews and conversations. So each week we're going to have someone new and cool from uh, from the the industry. We previously did it with just effects pedals, but we've got all sorts um, coming up. We've got uh, we've got Ben, the the brains behind Jodo guitars. Um, we're doing some stuff with Thomas from Cream Tea Pickups, who worked out a way to actually virtually uh, model existing pickups of you know, famous players and create those pickups in like a perfect replica, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we've got Ben Adrian from Line 6 talking all about the Helix and uh, and his cartographer amp and also his incredible taste in um, in guitars with his electrical guitar company guitar. So there is lots of, uh, uh, lots of extra podcast goodness just around the corner for you listeners. So don't worry, if you're self-isolating at home, you can, you can self-isolate with us. Uh, I sort of feel like we're going to get bored and end up doing something else as well. Like if what do you all, mean? Like, well, I just feel like, at, you know, two weeks into this or whatever, we're just going to go. Look, should we just do another podcast so we can just talk to each other? Oh and, yeah, uh, and record it and put it out. Like, I, I'm no promises or anything because who knows where all of this is going. But like, should, we should maybe do a uh, uh, Deep Space Nine watch oh. through. I mean. <gasps> That Ooh, would be that is so a good. Or a, a, ba- a Battlestar watch through, something like that. I've oh. never seen any Battlestar. So You've it never seen like... Battlestar? Did you no. like DS9? I, I love DS9. It's fantastic. Battlestar's better. Wow. That it is actually a, is better. This is a yeah. bold, bold claim. But I'll be excited to, to check it out. Uh, I'll be up for that. Know. If we did like a watch through. Are there many guitars? Maybe, maybe not, maybe not DS9 because it's like 180 episodes. Mate, or we could be in this for months. You well, never know. <laughs> I love Cisco. He's, he's so cool. Uh, that thong song, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, absolutely. Anyway, uh, this is the this is the part of the podcast where um, uh, I tell you what we're going to be talking about. So yeah, so this week there's not a lot of news, not a lot of new things coming out. Surprisingly, um, just a little bit of news. So again, like last week, we're going to endeavour to answer questions from the group but we're also going to be talking about some exciting things 
especially new things that me and Matt have got, which which will be fun. Um, and, you know, if you want to ask questions on future episodes, you can do so by joining uh, the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum and join the discussion. And yes, we should introduce our new patrons for this week as well, because of course you can you can follow Guitar Nerds on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. So this week, I'd like to welcome Daniel Etchells and Sid Finley. Thank you very much for, for both of you joining us um on patreon how how absolutely wonderful of you and of course we do we do need to remind you listeners that there are there are still another is another three weeks ish i can't i can't really count uh three weeks i think um of the thorpe effects giveaway because we are giving away a thorpe effects heavy water dual high headroom boost pedal highly ranked by all of the nerds on uh, on 2019's gear of the year podcast series it is an absolutely fantastic make gooder so entry is open globally and all you have to do is uh, is visit guitar nerds on facebook or instagram or twitter find the entry post there will be a new one every week so you can enter on that if you like and uh, all you got to do is answer the question what is one piece of merchandise available to purchase on the thorpe effects website and to find the answer, you can visit thorpeeffects.com. We're going to be announcing the winner on the 8th of April, right here on the podcast, using the spinning wheel of nerdery. Um, so you have until Monday the 6th, because we record a couple of days before. Oh, there we go. Um, what an intro. What an intro. Absolutely. I'm on fire today. There's um, a lot of stuff there. There was a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. But uh, but yes, let's uh, let's crack into some things. So um, so so I can stop talking for a brief moment. Matt, let's go straight over to you. Um, I, I don't know which one of your cool new things you want to talk about first. Well, yeah. Um, well, this is the joy of um, working from home and being in front of uh, eBay, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not going out buying my daily coffee. I'm like, well, if I don't buy coffee for like four months every day, <laughs> how much money can I potentially spend now? Yeah. Um, you know, these, these are the kind of serious questions you have to ask ourselves. Um, so, yeah, uh, f- first of all, what should we talk about first? So we'll talk about the pedal board. I, the old Renache pedal board I got a couple of weeks ago. I've been building it step by step. Um, I had uh, a whole day in yesterday. Um, sort of putting it together, really taking my time. Every time I do a new pedal board, I try and make it neater than the last one. Um, and yeah, I've just I've kind of got everything powered up, a few things wired in. Just got to get the rest of the the pedals in there. And I'm I'm sure you mentioned it last week, but just uh, but I can't remember right now. What um what finish did you did you have the Alder and Ash in? Because you've gone for the Tolex to board, yeah. Which so is the new option from Alder and Ash, yeah. So he's doing uh so Rich uh, shout out to Rich Alder and Ash. Uh, he's doing a bunch of new finishes. So. People who might have seen them on Instagram before does loads of exotic woods. Um, these ones are sort of plain woods, but they are finished in Tolex, so a slightly cheaper option. Um, and this is like a voxy um, fawn colour, so the oh, AC30 yeah. hand-wired. Oh, like the hand-wired series. Oh, Jay, do you remember when you had that amp? Yeah, I remember when I had that amp. That's it was wicked. <laughs> I, I, it was uh, amazing. You're an idiot. Yeah, well, you know, I was also... Like supremely broke, so it had to go. But yeah, no, it was, it was wicked, really, really good. Yeah, so it's it's a mixture of that Tolex and then I don't know the other one's like a bluey one. It looks like a kind of fancy suit like a turquoise. Jacket. Oh, it's right. like a suit jacket made what, of like, like a... A navy blue. It's oh, kind of... right, like a letting agent. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, that and Vox. It's like a letting agent playing a Vox. Um, oh, that makes sense. And, and the shape of a pedal board, um, which I had specifically cut out for the ES8 and then my wild pedal, and it was so good to plug the wild pedal back in. The ridiculous snarling dogs mold spore. You know, great wild sound, but even better when you kick on the ring modulator at the same time. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, ridiculous, because you can have both on at the same time and then both controlled by the sweep of the giant foot-shaped tree door. So, or, you know, so you can literally just um, wah and ring mod at the same time, which is fun, is, especially when you mix it with a bunch of delay. Pointless for a gig, but um, <laughs> th- this is definitely not going anywhere. Uh, it's going to look very um, nice in my 
my corner of my room. So speaking of pedal boards, did you actually get to use your mini pedal board? Because you made a Metro 24 pedal board up, which you I also did. posted on the Instagram and the group. You did that for a gigging or a practicing yeah, so Did I've, that see some use? It did. I So I'm um, teaming up with um, someone I used to work with and we are sort of just writing some songs and sort of both sort of jamming. We Neither of us have played um in a band for about like five or six years so um it was kind of all a bit rusty but it was really fun so in the end i had a thorpey gunshot uh low gain over i was got the whole thing was going into a vox ac15 vr um <laughs> do you remember those they were the yeah, i think what? they were solid state power they, amp but they, a valve preamp um yeah valve preamp solid state uh, power amp. Um, um, surprisingly, yeah. it didn't actually sound that bad. Um, it was right, but yeah. I don't remember them being terrible. I, re- I remember when they came out because they were the first sort of cheap Vox that you could get. And I remember that everyone had one for, for, a, for a while. Yeah, so um, it was quite a nice little studio, actually. Brixton Hill Studios. Um, so, I can't yeah, believe we you there. didn't take your own amp. That's really weird. Well, I just didn't want to carry a head and... Because ca- well, actually, this was the great thing. I could get the bus there 20 minutes to the rehearsal studio and I managed to carry everything on me. Uh, this was like some sort of revelation. Screw the ungiggable rig. I'm going... No, I'm not into <laughs> the this. The most portable rig ever. <laughs> the extremely am, giggable rig. I am yeah. not into this at all, Matt. Like, uh, how good no, a musician you are is directly... It directly correlates with how many trips to and from the vehicle you have to take uh, to get your no, backline inside. Which, which, is, which is fine if you're, you know, in your... Uh, big boy posh fancy pants van it's not so not so easy when matt's got to get the number 42 bus up brixton hill is it you know yes that's a good point it's a uh can you you wait a minute i've got to go back to my house (laughs) yeah that that would be it it's a no mini pedals board um what do you mean no mini pedals well you're allowed at least one mini pedal you're you're using the tc electronic um that is true tuner aren't Um, you the uh the noir what's it called i always forget its name the polytune three uh, yeah but you've got the noir haven't you the black one yes yeah Yeah. i mean no difference to tone it's just black i've got Um, i've got two of those i don't know how i think someone must have been someone else (laughs) at some point that they've left here but uh yeah they're good but um, yeah, the board had a um, Thorpey gunshot, which I kind of left on most of the time, just sort of real low gain, um, sort of make gooder. Um, you know, sort of what formed the basis of the Dane. Uh, I had the Red Mist from um, Redbeard, but a lot of it was clean. So I was using a Boss PH1R phaser from the 80s, which I got. Um, I did think that was an odd choice of a phaser. I, I never. It's, it's really good. They're, they're kind of really. I don't really know how to describe it. It sounds very different to most other phasers. Does it? Because um, I would always, if I was going to add a phaser, you know, I'd have a, like a phase 90 as the sort of, that's what I would think of. And if I wasn't adding that, I'd be looking for something that was an imitation of that or a modification of that yeah, in some it, way. Um, I just never think of that boss one. Yeah, that it, I mean, this one's a really old made in Japan one. Um, and I, I don't know, it, it just sounds, it's a little bit brighter. Um it's sort of, you know, on the really low settings, sort of just leave it on a lot. Yeah, that's what um, I like. Yeah, low settings and just leaving it on as a subtle sort of a, yeah. like a texture thing. What? What? How many stages? Uh, I think it's four. So I th- is it four? Maybe it's eight. I don't actually know. I'll have four, to double I mean, check four is four is where it's at, really. Um, but yeah, so I was using that into a DM2 Waza, um, which I'm using the. I got this at Guitar Summit last year, Looperverk uh, Dual Expression. It's basically two expression pedal values on two knobs that you can switch between. So run that into the rate control, and then you can have like two preset tempos on a DM2. Um, oh, that's great. So you can go between a slow and a, a fast setting. Um, into the Minim, which I've really been enjoying. Um, You've really fallen in love with that pedal. Yeah. That's, I, that's, I, you Basically, since you tried the Revo, you haven't, and then you got the Minim, you haven't really stopped talking about it it um it definitely doesn't do subtle reverb sounds let's say the, <laughs> the hall on its lowest setting is still like one of the biggest hall sounds that you would probably dial in um but what's great is using that little expression slider you can have the reverse side on all the time and then you can just dial in how much you want with the little slider or the expression pedal um, Fantastic. with your foot and then uh, yeah a plus pedal 
Um, yeah, which of course. I didn't, the game changer plus pedal. I didn't use a lot. Um, to be honest, it was just yeah, we were sort of just finding our feet with the whole thing. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. So it's nice to actually like take a few pedals out and you know some different ones that I don't necessarily use all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, very cool. So I um I I also like had a little band practice playing playing guitar um on the on the weekend with my with my girlfriend. She's an, an incredibly talented um musician who makes her own sort of solo synth music, but we've decided to do a sort of synth and guitar um thing. So I'm using my ES175, but I had to make myself a little pedal board. Now I did have a little pedal board for this, but um because I went and used that little pedal board for polymath I didn't have it anymore and I was like right what am I what am I going to do for this practice now I don't have this little board I don't really want to build a big board but there are some sounds I wanted and I realized that basically everything I did was like I have a transparent drive on all the time um I have a slapback delay on all the time and I have a load of reverb and I realized oh I can do all of those things because I don't actually it's kind of a one sound thing I was like, well, I can actually have all of those things just on the katana. So, uh, so I I just used the katana and I just took the plus pedal just as a, a little bit of extra ambience every now and again. But I realised I can literally have every single sound I want straight off of the katana. So, uh, so I'm I'm gonna pick up or I am picking up the uh, the foot switch for the katana. And I've realised <laughs> even with all the massive amount of pedals that are at my house. <laughs> that essentially I can achieve and and I really think the sound quality of that thing is absolutely incredible um like I I felt no need to replace um any of the any of the tones I was getting with with any outboard stuff it was absolutely wonderful awesome yeah it's great yeah, very cool it is it's a great amp, so yes yeah we, we obviously go on about it enough now matt also you uh you picked up a new pedal this week yes i did um after meeting at guitar also at guitar summit um i finally got the dan drive um pedal the uh dan drive secret weapon so um it's sort of it's it's made me want to fall down the the path of knowing everything about fuzz and transistors and uh all that sort of thing because this this thing is based on an old um fuzz pedal called the zonk machine um from the 60s and it's just a kind of really nice just amazingly versatile germanium um transistor based fuzz so obviously it's just really responsive to the volume control but it goes like super heavy you can dial it all the way back to incredibly light um and as i said the guy only deals on instagram and he just has an email address um but his waiting list is just getting like bigger and bigger he's just making he's really into like the circuitry of fuzz and just like you know making sure that the the components used because obviously a lot of really good fuzz pedals use you know, quite a, f- a low amount of components. Um, I think in the old tone benders, it's something like nine components, and that's it. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so, you know, he's really all about making the best possible, most versatile circuit. So this is based on the old Zonk machine, which usually only had level and gain. He's added a bias control. So obviously bias control allows you to go like really like spitty spluttery fuzz almost like you're you know sagging all of the all the power out of it and then a mid switch so you boost the mids you just cut through a little bit more um but what's really great with his pedals that no one else is doing is that all of his pedals are lacquered cloth finishes it's an unbelievable looking um listener i've i've uh i've put a couple of pictures up of uh of matt's pedal that Matt, matt sent me of both the outside um, and you have to talk about the inside as well, Matt. Yeah, so not only, obviously, he went uh, all out for, for me and found some some sort of crazy, it's not pink Tolex, it's like some pink cloth that he's finished that, but he also finishes the circuit boards in the same Oh wow! Uh, material. <laughs> yeah. So um, he built a similar one for, for um, Pete Honore in like a, comic book so he managed to get an old comic book then had it like printed onto a material so it's like thor on cloth and then the circuit board is also part of the comic book and then yeah he he sold us all the components through that and then finished the whole thing in cloth so it's amazingly well built the I mean, attention to detail um, yeah is i mean he's unbelievable. even 
he's even put like heat shrink tubing around each little solder joint on like the foot switch and the jackpots. You can you can tell that he spent a long time like building each and you know every single one of them and you know he's constantly sort of bringing out new circuits and tweaking it depending on what sort of transistors he can find and things like that as well so i definitely feel it's like one of those pedals where um you could find in like 20 years time they've gone down like clon territory where he's like oh yeah i've made this particular run and i had this particular nos transistor in and now you can't buy them and everyone's going to go oh my god i've got one they're going to be a thousand pounds so that's a really interesting point but i, I completely agree the everything about these pedals has has the makeup of becoming something yeah legendary. and you basically can't buy them anywhere i yeah. think there's one store i think you can get them from atb guitars in the oh, uk of course, <laughs> of course why not? and yeah. uh they're all sold out and then you can also get them from these go to 11 in um sweden uh there's also not a lot of demos on them online either <laughs> so you kind well, of there just you go, matt to... there's something to jump on yeah exactly so um maybe i'll try and put a, a couple of sound clips up but yeah def- definitely worth um having a little bit of a read there's a great website called guitarpedalx.com um written by a guy I've, I've got to know called stefan um and he's done some pretty in-depth um sort of analysis of all the circuit and stuff if you want to geek out over that which i'm sure some people will and i've because i've fallen down this kind of need to know everything about fuzz i've bought the book the pedal crush book home from work um so i'm going to start reading a bit of that every day and and getting a bit more nerdy if i can uh in (laughs) in in my sort of free time uh so yeah that was the um the dan drive the secret weapon yeah very very cool indeed now keeping before we come on to your next purchase and keeping along the line of pedals um we also uh received a um a lovely load of loan stock from uh origin effects uh this week um that matt you are very excited about um so one of the one of the pedals that we uh received was the the new revival trem their bias tremolo which i put a, a, a little bit of a me sort of working out how the pedal works video up on the facebook group um but i'm going to be sending it to matt so he can have a more in-depth look matt this was actually a pedal that you were looking to purchase yeah i i saw this at nam and as always at nam just don't bother uh trying anything <laughs> most yeah, of the time because yeah. you just never really get a good feel for um for something you know because it's noisy and, and crowded um but this definitely caught caught my eye i mean uh mark origin and jay effects. have you have you seen this mark and jay yeah have yeah seen i've seen it and actually i was just thinking about um uh, you getting these and us not being able to try them is yeah. going to be like one of the consequences of, uh, <laughs> of this whole situation. I was like, well, I would have hey. brought them this week. Oh, I would I know, have brought totally, them. This totally. this I, was, I was like, oh, I've, that's, yeah, I listened to the video. That sounded really good. Oh, I can't wait to try it. When's that going to happen? <laughs> no idea. Oh, so, we'll have to, uh, we'll have, maybe we need to set up some sort of like um, sort of pedal, pedal exchange type thing yeah. where we just... Well, I, haven't uh, e- I haven't even got an amp at the moment because Jay's borrowed my amps what I've got he's taken your katana i've got nothing to play guitar through for the foreseeable future so oh my goodness and now that you headphones. can't leave the house <gasps> jay is that Mark, a, is, that is awful is that that's your my house? idea of hell it is it is don't worry i'll we, i'll arrange a care package thanks please bring it round. <laughs> that and like a that and i don't know what have i got a lot of excess of uh <laughs> soy milk do you want some soy milk i'm all right I'm <laughs> oh, okay all right. i'm good um but yeah this thing what i love i mean obviously origin effects go all out when it comes to to pedals and and to circuitry and design and at first i thought oh this is just a bias tremolo obviously everyone's going on about bias trem and harmonic tremolo at the moment but what i didn't realize is this is basically the entire tone stack like and preamp and tremolo from a um, from a brown yeah, fender yeah yeah, so, yeah, I think an exact the exact well, they fell in love with a particular sixty-two yeah. brown deluxe tremolo that they've got in, or just Fender Deluxe they've got in their office. Um and it's great because yeah, you've got on and off, which is the circuit on and off, then you can turn the trem on and off. Independently. So you can have that you can have that come on on the master with the drive, or you can have it 
you can have it separately. You've got yeah. two options. Um, so you obviously you've got, and then you've got post drive EQ, which is great because you can have two different EQ settings or you can run it into a power amp. So you can yeah. use this as your preamp and then into a power amp if you want to use like an orange Terra yeah, um, exactly. stomp Fantastic. or something like that. Fantastic to be able to voice it for the specific amp. Important to note as well, this is, this is well, according to them, certainly the the first um, ever, uh, you know, uh, com- faithfully uh, recreated power tube bias tremolo in pedal form. Yeah, I think they've they've worked really hard on that on the actual like power amp settings. And I imagine a lot of that's been built with that revival drive that came out. I'd imagine quite a lot of well, the, the very the very post the very post drive EQ section that you're talking about is straight off of the revival drive. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they've obviously voiced it for that. I mean, the trem sounds absolutely amazing. Um, you know, it's it is it. From what I've heard, it's it is just absolutely spot on. I think that power amp section amazing. really gives it a little bit of um, that, just a little bit more of a kind of realistic feel, if you kind of want to put it that way. You know, almost like you're playing through an amp. But one thing I love is the little foot switch input. If you're using um, an ES8, an ES5, or even a gig rig that's got a control out, um, you can then use that to remotely turn on the trim. So you can have on oh, you can have fantastic. this as your power amp on all the time, you know, and run it, you know, off stage or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, you can remotely turn on the tremolo or you can use a foot switch to do tap tempo uh, again, which is another really handy feature for, um, for, you know, for a lot of people using tremolo and want to kind of, you know, not just set like a slow amp style trem. They want to use it for a bunch of different things. Yeah. You so, can, sorry, you can just to, tremolo. just to cut you back for a set there, Matty. So it's a proper valve tremolo, but you can tap tempo it as well. No, it's there's no valve. Um, okay, it's all solid state. But obviously, what they right, do okay. in the re- revival drive is um, obviously it's you know they're replicating as close as possible with um, circuitry the power amp setting and feel of of this deluxe. And then you've gotcha. got a trem, but you can have them on and off independently. So if you want, um, you can have. You can have, I think, you can have just the power amp on or just the trem on, right, Joe? Or do you have to turn the power on, power amp on to have the trem? No, no, you can have them independently, you can, you can have or them independently. you can have them both together. Yeah. Um, so you could use it just as a tremolo pedal. No, you don't need to. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you can use just the tremolo. Yeah. No. no that's okay. that's okay. what so, I meant. So, so I think oh, got... sorry, sorry. Yes, I see what you meant. You can have the drive and the trem, or you can have the drive and then a separate button oh, for the okay. trem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But the, okay. But that second button for the trem will only activate once the drive is on. Essentially, think of the drive as an on-off, and then there's an additional trem button if you want to use it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so but what's great is I've seen loads of demos of people literally using it as like a drive pedal. You know? Oh, I mean, it goes crazy. Like the the, the drive that it, it um, I can't like describe the sort of the how chewy that drive gets when you push the gain. It does my favorite thing with drives, like a really vintage, loose, like almost gets to a sort of um. Uh, like a, a big muff style sort of thing where everything gets uh, kind of big, fuzzy, Les Pauly, sort of fat, oscillating I I don't know how to describe the sound, but just like an amazing kind of vintage super drive tone. But at the same time, you can crank down that drive and then it's just an amazing make gooder You know, w- when I tried this, I was really like, this is obviously something I'm into, like this sort of a vintage style drive and tremolo. This is the sort of sound I am I, I enjoy. But also, there have been so many good ones. And how excited can I get about a a, a tremolo and a drive? You know, when the price tag on this is is over three hundred pounds. And then I I plugged it in and I was like, oh yes, this is actually this is the best one by miles and miles. Um, I love that it's the size of a brick as well. It's it's absolutely massive. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, they've got a real sort of look and feel about them compared to, you know, a lot of other brands out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I, I cannot recommend it enough. Listener, I know it's it's a big spend at £360 or... 430 US dollars, or if you're in Australia, 655 US dollars, or if you're in Europe, 421 right, euros. Surely not US dollars in Australia. No, I, what did I say? US dollars. No, I say US dollars for Australia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they trade in. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's 
an unbelievably worth the amount of money pedal. I, I, I couldn't believe how good this sounded as a as a drive in a tremolo. And the best thing about bias tremolo that I was I was finding when I was playing because because of the way the tremolo interacts through the power amp, you can um, it, it it's more. It's not over the top of what you're playing. Like it's not just a signal being cut because it's a bias tremolo. Because it's actually, because it's actually doing the job of, of taking signal away, uh, taking you know the voltage away um, from the power stage. You can uh, you can dig in and play over the top of it as it as it were. Like you you can, um, it, it's dynamic. So you play softly and that that tremolo is going to be very, very overpowering. And then you can dig in and those notes, which will inevitably be your high end as you uh, as you dig in more, will uh, will over overshoot the tremolo. And it's just oh, it's just so organic. It's such an incredibly Yeah, dynamic is the word, but it's just such an amazingly dynamic pedal. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking forward to trying it. Yes, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, now, Matt, you you've also fitted another thing. Um, <laughs> God, it sounds it sounds like I just like old Uncle Moneybags, doesn't it? Matt's getting uh, spending in while he can. <laughs> I'm literally never going to leave my house now. Um, yeah, um, Stuart Robson uh, reached out, and we've been discussing his company Sunbear Pickups, which we spoke about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He sent me the pickups, and I thought, in the spirit of mod mode, um, I would install them myself and made an absolute hash of it. Um, <laughs> so I took them to a little uh, repair shop on Denmark Street of all places called Stairway to Kevin's um, because they're up four <laughs> flights of stairs and um, I've been there I've it's, been there it's, it's run by a guy <laughs> named Kevin and they did an absolutely pro job on getting these pickups installed so Stuart Robson sent me uh, from Sunbear Pickups the 56.9 Duo Humbucker P90 set um, for my Nick Huber and the reason I wanted new pickups for the Nick Huber is the guitar plays amazingly, set up absolutely perfectly. I mean, even the guys at the repair shop were like, you can tell this is like an absolutely just top of the line, like hand-built instrument. But I've just never liked the pickup sound. The bridge pickup to me was, it was really hot. It was really overpowered. Uh, it was really mid-heavy. So it, it almost had this like slightly like cocked wah vibe to it. Um, and sort of when I spoke to the guys at Nick Cooper, they were like, well... The idea is that you're supposed to be able to really cut through a mix, and that sort of that midpoint is where you're is you're going to cut through. And I went, I'm not sitting at a mix. I'm literally sitting at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in my, <laughs> I'm not sitting in a mix. I'm sitting at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I said, look, I want something. Uh, I said, sure, I want something that's much more like my 58. You know, my old custom shop 58 Les Paul. It's much more like a vintage PAF set. Now, obviously, everyone, when they make a humbucker, they're like, oh, it sounds just like a PAF. Um, but not many people are ever going to, like, try an old one. Um, so I think, you know, Stuart's, you know, really, like, hit the nail on the head from what I understand a PAF pickup should be like. And then built that into both a P90 and a humbucker. Um we didn't do anything crazy. You know, it's the same set that you can buy on his uh, website, sunbearpickups.com. Um, so you've got an 8.4K um, bridge pickup and a 7.4K uh, soap bar pickup in the neck. And, yeah, it's just a kind of almost classic P90 Didn't you relic sound. them as well? Yeah, so they're mid to heavy age as well. So that's one of the other options that you can have. I didn't want any coil splits or anything like that. So they come in a really nice single coil single core braided like vintage wire as well um he was also kind enough to send me a couple of like mojo tone pots these like low friction pots so now the tone control is like super responsive volume control is super responsive um but the thing is a lot of people say that their vintage path tone is like a really fat telly it's not like you know what you would assume a humbucker is especially when you consider like modern you know Gibson Les Pauls it's a really nice warm fat guitar sound without being totally overpowering um, and the pickups are quite low powered and as soon as I plugged it in it was like yes this is the sound of this guitar you know all the 
especially the guitar is quite lightweight. It's a cedar wood with a maple top and a mahogany neck rosewood fingerboard. So it's a mixture. Wow, of that is a woods. real mixture. Yeah. So this kind of brings out all of the kind of natural tone of the guitar, and it just they just sound great. Um, instantly, like plugged it in, was like this is a vintage guitar, but with absolute like modern hand built like appointments like you know things like the net carve and everything like that so i mean some bear pickups obviously a very new company um he's building pickups now i think exclusively for iverson guitars which is something we spoke about after See, the I show keep saying iverson is it iverson i assumed it was iverson but it might be iverson no iverson's definitely sounds right i think i've been messing i mean this up. the basketball player was iverson oh yeah i mean you've got to remember that i say ethereal yeah, I mean, you said a lot of things, Joe. As as we were talking about in our uh, group chat earlier, like you've got an English degree, you should know about all this stuff. You should know about you should know about words yeah. and that. He's the last yeah. person I'd go to for any advice on words, words and that. <laughs> I wonder lonely um, as a Branton. Guitar brought to you in association with Faith Guitars. Based right here in the UK, Faith Guitars are designed by British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, who has been hand-building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business. Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. Like all quality acoustics, Faith Guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods, but you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith Guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners... Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. Um, so yeah, that's Sunbear Pickups. He makes a bunch of different ones, a bunch of different humbuckers, in different finishes, um, yeah, it's got. Oh, I should have gone. Sorry, I've I've got to stop you there. I should have gone with. I wonder lonely as a clown. I can't believe I oh, did yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that would have been much that. better. That would have been better. Oh yeah. my god, what's I'm wrong sorry, with me? Jay. Can you just can you just? I'll edit it out. Yeah, I'll edit it out. Go on, okay, say it again now. I wonder lonely as a clown. Yeah, thanks so, for that, uh, mate. Thanks, I appreciate right. it. No worries, no worries. So, um, yeah, so some bear pickups. Um, also, the presentation on those uh, on on those oh, yeah, incredible. We said it before. Great yeah. box, well packaged, nice stickers, handwritten notes on both the bottom of the um, pickups themselves and in the box. Yeah, just you know, it's not just like I wind pickups. Here you go. It's like you know, it's all <laughs> about the presentation and and everything as well. And I mean, yeah, range of different things. Humbuckers, P90 single coils for both tellies and strats, Firebird mini pickups, and even what he calls Beartrons, which are his kind of TV Jones esque. Um, pickups as well. So a whole different range of different things in a load of different finishes. Mate, is he doing... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Watch out for. Is he doing Mustang pickups? I'm sure he would. I'm Who sure did? he would. I'm yeah. thinking about. I've been thinking about maybe changing the pickups. You love Mustang. that Mustang. That, that I do, is really I, like the, an I, accidental guitar for you that has become your absolute favourite. I do love that. I do love the Mustang. I do, but um, it, like I don't actually plug it in all that much. I just I just pick it up and play it acoustically. Um, just because it's just it's nice, it's fun, it's easy, and you know I live in a small flat and making a lot of noise is difficult. But um, yeah, when I do plug it in, it, it again. This is, I think, this is uh, a, a a real cultural shift for me. But just, I've, I've, I think I'm moving away from like harsh bridge pickups, which was always what I was into. I think it's because I was old into, age. Well, I don't actually think it's that. I think it's more a case of like because I was into harsh bridge pickups for so long, I've lost all the top end in my hearing, and so like they just don't sound as good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, all the it's way that for granddad. Well, exactly. yeah, I mean, it's that mixed with, you know, working in a guitar shop for 10 years or whatever and, and also, like, standing next to a loud drummer playing, you know, loud cymbals. It's just, I've just, it, it just doesn't sound as good to me anymore and I just want something a little bit more metal. I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't decided what I'm going to do um, yet. According to his website, he will, uh, if you want something that isn't shown on his website, he will discuss it with you for your oh, right. sonic well, desires. Okay. Well, that um, perfectly actually, oh, sorry, no, go on then, Matt. I was going to say one thing I did see today, which uh, yesterday actually, which was very interesting. I saw a uh, thing with a guy playing a Novo, and I didn't realise that some of the pickups they put in the Novos are humbuckers with no pole pieces visible on the casing. And apparently that was the original prototype design for PATH. Uh, and then they decided oh, wow. at the last minute to add in the pole pieces. But yeah, apparently the original ones were just a plain flat pickup covering, I guess the same as mini humbuckers or um, yeah, like the Firebird ones, I guess. I wonder oh, cool. what that would do uh, to the tone. Be really interesting to, to try yeah, that one of those interesting. out. The, um, the, Tim, uh, the, the guitarist in my band, Tim, plays, um, he has P90s made for him in humbucker housings. Um, and they are he has them made in just like a plain chrome by so, tree tone pickup. So, so just no, no no pole pieces. No pole, pole pieces. pieces. Just it looks like a just looks like a no pole piece humbucker, but it's a P ninety. He really, really wants to look like he's playing EMGs. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knows what those are. But no, yeah. But, <laughs> um uh, but yeah actually so so Matt's Matt's point about about Sunbear doing whatever you want brings me nicely onto uh onto my story about Sunbear because I have I I I approached I, I. Stuart from uh yes I I approached Stuart from Sunbear pickups this week because this week I bought an Epiphone EB1. No one knows what that is, Joe. Uh, yes. No, no, no. I I know what it is. I just I absolutely don't care. Right, sure. Because <laughs> I bet it so, I bet it sounds horrible. I bet it sounds like which will bring me on to the second part of the story. <laughs> so first off, so the Epiphone EB one. So the EB one, uh, originally known simply as the Gibson Electric Bass, um, was introduced in the in the late fifties. Mid fifth, mid to late fifties, to I can't remember the exact year. Basically, um, to compete with the Fender Precision Bass, it was Gibson's first ever bass. Now it was a uh, it was a violin shape, so you know predating the when Hofner were doing this, but it was solid. Sta- it was solid state. It was a solid. <laughs> <laughs> it was a solid body. Um, no valves had, in this one. Yeah, no valves in this one. Weird. And it had a it had a painted on F hole. 
Um, the it had uh, banjo tuners originally running through the back of the of the headstock, not the side. And very much it was Gibson, and this was the start of like the 30.5 inch scale length, certainly for Gibson. This was very much Gibson saying, we want to make a bass, but we want to ignore everything that Fender are doing and make it our own way. And they very much did. So the coolest thing about the original EB1 or electric bass as it was it was first known it was reissued in the 70s and called the eb1 because by that point they'd introduced the eb2 which was the 335 style bass and then the eb1 which was an sg bass with a neck pickup and the eb3 which was an sg bass with a neck pickup and a bridge pickup but of course there's a little bit of crossover because there is also an eb1 which is a les paul jr with just a neck pickup but that's just a rehashing of the name though isn't it Yes, yeah, basically. So so this was the EB and then later referred to as the EB1. It was the, the first electric bass for Gibson. Now, the great thing about this violin bass is the um, the strap button on the, on the lower bow of the bass, you could unscrew and replace with the kickstand that was supplied with the instrument, yes. allowing you to, <laughs> allowing you to play it like a double bass. And that J-Cross is the reason that they went for just this massive humbucker in the neck position because unlike Fender who were essentially creating a new sound and of course the Fender precision bass is the most important bass of all time and it it recreated an instrument and it has completely defined how where bass sits in a mix and what bass is in a modern band but at the time in the 50s double bass is what people played and a Fender precision bass was a far far cry from that and, and yeah. this this Gibson essentially went well let's make something that bass players actually want you know that that was that was kind of their thinking so that was the that was the EB1 now you can get EB1s for about 6000 pounds um you know if if you can find one they're incredibly rare cuz they were produced for such a short amount of time and i would love to get one but you know i it's it's not on the much. not on the guitar nerds wage. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. So um, fortunately, Epiphone reissued the EB1 for a real brief period, about two years, and it came out of Korea. They made it in their in their Korean factory, so it was incredible quality, a solid state violin bass solid with a painted. State. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> I'm sticking with it now. I've got to stick with it. A solid state, uh, <laughs> a solid body, bolt-on neck, um, violin bass with a painted-on f-hole, and um, just a uh, just the humbucker in the neck neck position. Thirty-two uh, inch scale on the on the reissue for some reason. Oh, that's weird. Is yes, it because I... I wonder if it's because they decided that people wouldn't be using it as a double bass anymore, and so. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was probably to bring it in line with Hofner's, which were 32-inch scale, because it looks so similar to a Hofner. But, of course, originally it was a 30.5. But just, you know, I guess they thought, well, people who buy this are probably going to be Hofner players, and those people play 32-inch scales. But the good thing is you can kind of fit 34-inch scale strings on a a 32-inch, which means that you can buy heavier gauge strings, because you can't get heavy gauge strings on short scales without paying lots of money for a custom custom set of strings um so perfect perfect for me it means i get to spend less money on strings it means i get that cool bass um unfortunately the kickstand was lost with the with this one but uh, it was it was very very affordable and oh but it still come it still came with the kickstand that's interesting yeah they they reissued it with the kickstand but unfortunately yeah the, this one didn't have it but not to worry i would, like um, imagine trying to do that these days like that'd that be so good the if, most like, hipster thing you've totally, ever seen the next polymath gig you're just there with a kickstand with a, basically like a, to- a really small bodied electric double bass mate yeah, i can exactly. i i absolutely know that this time next week when we do this podcast you'll be like right guys so i've got um, a kickstand I've, I've been i've been doing some thinking i've been in touch with hercules and they're gonna make me a kickstand for it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but anyway so i got this base and it's is wonderful I, I was actually incredibly disappointed with the uh, with the seller it was it was virtually unplayable um both the volume and the tone pots didn't really work properly i've had to do loads of work on it since since i got it it was a really unacceptable way to sell an instrument i'm, I'm not going to say who the seller was but you know it really unacceptable way to sell an instrument but you know fortunately i can 
fix all these things so it wasn't the end of the world so um i've got it into playing condition and i'm i'm like it is wonderful but of course i'm moving from jazz basses to this bass <laughs> so you can't pick two more different instruments so i've i went to stuart from sunbed pickups and i said i told him this i was like look i'm you know i'm moving from jazz basses which obviously that that bridge pickup especially and their single chords, they're very articulate. They they interact really well with with a, with the harmonics, especially with drives. You get a lot of those harmonics coming through. And you don't have that when you're on a big muddy humbucker designed to sound like a double bass on the neck and you don't have any other pickup. I was like, do you think there's anything that can be done or do I just have to cut a hole in it and fit a bridge pickup as well? Um, because a, a, a lot of people did used to do that with the old... Um, with the old EBs, they used to they they ended up fitting their own bridge pickups, and uh, so so currently Stuart from um, from Sunbear is embarking on a first a uh, um, an experiment into seeing if I had to take all these pictures of the of the innards of the pickup, and he's going to see if he can make something that will obviously go in the neck position, but is voiced specifically to give me a lot of mid and treble focus. Weird. Because you, yeah. would, you would think that the position is the key to making that sound like what it sounds like. So, Which is what I thought. I went to Stuart and said, look, I don't know if this is po- possible because I think obviously a neck pickup is, is going to mean I can't access these sort of tones. And Stuart's been like, well... Let's see. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. So, uh, so you, I guess if you can manipulate the sound internally to a degree, then it should be. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. But it's just more if, about where it sits on the string. You know, being yeah. closer to the bridge. You know, gives it a brighter tone. Being yeah. right in that neck position, you think it's going to be quite dark sounding. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be amazed to hear what's possible. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think almost more than anything else, it's a case of getting a lot of that. Um, a lot of that loose bass cut because you get so much flobby sort of coming through yeah. on those. And that is those pickups. That's not even the position. Yeah, that's just the the nature of those massive humbuckers yeah. that, they, that they put in that position. So if uh, if that can be revoiced, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does because I, I would love to play, um, uh, you know, this Epiphone EB1. It's such a ridiculous... Such a ridiculous bass with the worst neck dive of any instrument in the history of the world. I mean, the headstock is about the same size as the body. Yeah, <laughs> I remember them. So they were, I think they were either still out or they were just discontinued. Do you know what year your one is, Joe? Um, I don't know and I haven't checked a serial number yet. Okay, I think they were, they e- were n- either they were n- discontinued or they were about to be discontinued when I started working in music shops. And um, really, I thought they were, n- I thought they were like late nineties. These ones, yeah, they, they might have survived into the early two yeah, thousands. They were one of the ones that I always remember seeing in the Epiphone catalog. Like when I used to go into music <laughs> shops before I worked in them. Yeah, I, like, this is where I was first introduced yeah. them as well. Like terrible catalogs with awful <laughs> pictures of of like of of women holding guitars. You know. It's, it it's that sort of a catalogue. What's wrong with that? Yeah. No, no, no. But you, you know, I know what I mean. I like know the, what you mean. Yes, yes of course. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I remember it being in, you know, next to like the Epiphone Flame Cat and stuff like that. Like weird models. Oh, from the, the Flame Cat. Yeah, from the, uh, from the late 90s. And I'm pretty sure they were still around uh, at the beginning of the 2000s, um, but not for very long. You know, it just kind of went down to the... Uh, viola bass that they did and that yeah. was that was it really for that still current that the viola bass really well there we go yeah. that one and is... i i actually still think a really legitimate modern alternative to um to the hofner bass because they've actually dealt with the bridge issue yeah um, well, and and the tuners so the the epiphone viola bass is actually if you want a violin bass but you play in a band that require things to be in tune then then the, <laughs> the epiphone viola bass is a wonderful solution to that Oh, then you bought I, the wrong instrument. I love that about <laughs> Hofners. I love it how sometimes they're just, you know, most of the time they're spot on, but, you know, a lot of the time there's kind of intonation stuff and it's kind of most uh, prevalent, I guess, on the Beatles stuff. And you hear, here we go. You hear Macca here we go. just like hit a Take note. A drink. <laughs> you hear Macca hit a note a little bit too hard and the pitch just wobbles a little bit. That's what gives it the character. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, Hofner basses absolutely. are so good. I, um, um, I, 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 
I borrowed a Hofner bass for uh, for a for a practice for Polymath a, a few years ago, and I think I got. Fortunately, I brought something else along with me. I must have got I don't know a couple of minutes into a track before our guitarist <laughs> stopped me and was like, "This sounds awful. Can you change <laughs> to the other?" <laughs> Yeah, but that's because also because your playing style is so heavy. I know, like, I know. I know. Tr- trying to be it's all about in your like, clubby hands. That's the problem. Ugh, trying to be in like a heavy band where I play heavy with loads of drive, but actually the things I love are all the old, uh, you know, old well, this harmonies. Is the problem, isn't it? And- it's, you know, it's nothing really to do with Hofner. It's the fact that you know yes, you can't play me. your style with basses that have you know like a floating bridge on there because you just you know you kind of pull it out of tune. That's, that is just what it is. They're not made for the style of music that you play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, we were actually, do you know, we're nearly at the end of this podcast. We haven't even got on to, uh, we haven't even got on to the news. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do some news. First up, Mark Packham. Hello. Um, Mark Packham. Um, let's talk about um, something that's not actually a new release. No, but it is news uh, because I hadn't even seen this until today. Although it looked like uh, it looked like it was announced on Friday. Yeah, the thirteenth Friday. Um, Strymon are discontinuing the OB One, their first ever pedal. Uh, is the, this their first ever discontinuing as well? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Probably, um, yeah. So. Yeah, just in their statement, they say, Obi-Wan Compressor and Clean Boost, first effects pedal we ever released under the Strymon banner way back in July t- 2009. It's been wow. uh, in wow. the catalogue for 11 years. Um, the reason they are uh, discontinuing it is because they can't get a consistent supply of the light-dependent resistors that they use for uh, the optical part of the OB-1. Um, and so they basically just can't manufacture them at the volume that they need to. So they've, they've knocked it on the head. Um and they don't have any left. Some dealers, it seems, still have them. Um, but yeah, Ob One, the first ever Strymon, is uh, is Danzo. Wow, that is uh, that's 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 crazy. I can't believe Strymon are now a company that's been around long enough to discontinue something. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's basically that what got to me actually. Two thousand and nine seems like such a long time ago, you know. Yeah, and, um, think and just think about the amount of stuff. Well, yeah, on, think, how the, think how the pedal market's changed yeah. since 2009. That's the biggest thing is, you know, there wasn't even Strymon. That, Strymon had just started and, you know, now think how many people have followed their lead and are doing boutique, yeah. expensive oh, pedals. They changed, but, they changed the world of effects. Definitely. Yeah. But also, you know, the, uh, the they've kept that same housing. They haven't needed to change that. That, that, that worked from day one. And, um, yeah, be interested to see if anything comes out Again, anything similar comes out, you know, whether they, I, I can't imagine they'd release a, a big box compressor, but uh, yeah, they, be interested, interested they, to see if they do another one. Have they got anything else in the line that does compression? Matty, you probably know this. Um, no, I mean, I just I just had their website up a second ago because um, I wondered what was in their current line because I think there's quite a few storm pedals we don't talk about. We talked about a lot when we first started doing the podcast because they were the the boutique pedal and then obviously so much has come along since then um but yeah to just give a quick run round i mean there is so you've got the Vlante, the iridium obviously new sunset riverside magneto that's their uh euro rack uh tape loop uh the big sky the timeline the mobius the deco the dig definitely don't talk about the dig enough that's a very very cool pedal um El That's Capistan, because it's like Flint. it's going for that. We don't talk about the digs. It's going for that kind of eighties sound, which I think, yeah. yeah. Apart from you, Matty, I don't think anyone else here is. It's the bloody it. best. Uh, Blue Sky, the Lex, which is their rotary. Um, the Brigadier, which is based on a um, sort of bucket brigade um, analog delays. The Ola, which is their um, chorus, the Orbit, which is their flanger, and then the OB One, which is their optical compressor. No, you didn't say the Deco. In. I did. Oh, did you? Didn't I? Oh, yeah, I think he did. I yeah. thought I did. The, br- the um, Brigadier. I don't think I've. I don't think I've ever plugged in a Brigadier. I like their tagline is. Um, oh, literally just clicked off it. Destroy the analog digital divide. Um, and yeah, it's basically. I as far as I was aware, it's just taking on the sort of 
classic bucket brigade um sort of analog delays um, oh so it isn't it isn't a a a bucket brigade no no it's digital it's it's handcrafted they describe it as the d bucket delay as in digital bucket delay gotcha not douche uh, d bucket yeah but actually yeah i think the thing is with with that one i mean for me i mean the el capistan is just I mean, it's just a an absolute machine. That thing is. So Which one's good. the El Capistan? Um, it's the one that isn't the uh, space echo that Matt can't it, say. Yeah, it's, oh. the, it's the uh, it's the tape <laughs> delay basically. Yeah, um, I see. yeah based on so you've got um, yeah you've got the Brigadier which is going after the so bucket. Good. Yeah, Brigadier which is going after the bucket uh, brigade. Uh, you've got the El Capistan which is the tape, the dig which is the kind of eighties quite clean sort of digital delay, and then I guess the deco, and then we know about the timeline and, and up from there. Yeah. Guys, I think Didn't... I want a new like Space Echo style thing. RE20, mate. Yeah, have you heard Reco- about the well, RE20? Well, I own I an mean, RE20. I'm also going to jump in and say, have you heard the RE20? It's really good. <laughs> no, 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 but I own an RE20. It's oh, well, just what, the... are you, what are you worried about then? Well, about what? about a year ago, I, I showed it to my keyboard player and it's been on his pedal board ever since. That's so, right. one. You know yeah. the. I don't, um, I don't want to pay pay for the same pedal twice, but I do want a, what, a similar uh, thing. What about the uh, the Polytune Noir that you got there? Pay for that twice. Uh, no, I think I think someone no, just think left it. it here. I think okay. it just took one. Almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, RE twenty. I mean, actually, I mean, I must say because I, I think friend of the podcast Dan Grace has uh, El Capistan, right? Doesn't he have one on his pedal board? Not, uh, not when he, I play with him. He just no, doesn't bring think, any pedals now. He just plugs straight into the amp. Cause well, he's, we, mean, we had a band practice last week, actually, me and Danny G, and uh, I think he has swapped out his L cap for... Or maybe it was still on there. He's also definitely got an old DM2. Who does Dan prefer playing with, Jay? Is it uh, you definitely or, me. or Mark? Definitely right. me. I mean, yeah. we've not had a band practice for... Six months, but then oh, we well, also... there you go. I mean, ours was within the last couple of weeks. So, exactly. You know. We also don't need it though, because you know, like I just write the tunes and then then we just rehearse them, and then the album's done. So yeah, see, we jam a cono, you know. Yeah, I can't can't do the jamming. <laughs> Forget about that nightmare. Who wants to jam when you could just have the song done already? <laughs> Pointless. <laughs> Who wants to jam when you can spam? <laughs> you were the the like the least likely human ever least to likeable. be a musician. I just I. I write the theme tune and then I sing the theme tune. <laughs> <Simple> <laughs> <as that. laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, we haven't done any questions. No, on we said podcast. we were definitely going to do some questions as well. Why don't we? Um, why don't we just make next week all questions? Because we keep saying that we're going to do that. Yeah, we but there's never not. Do. There's not going to be any news next week, is there? Yeah, yeah. maybe. So, okay. Because okay. of the uh, the vibe that's going on at the moment. So why don't we commit to a question special next week, and then people can send should we in... do at least one question? Nah, let's sure. save, save them for next week. There's some good ones. And I think if we commit to a question special, that will be uh, a good way to do them. Okay. Okay. Let's let's do that. So we are we are drawing to the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can also find it in the description of this podcast episode. Um, this week, the Patreon episode, we're going to be continuing our Gear of the Decade series. Each week, we're going to be tossing up the best bits from 2010 to, through to 2019. And then we're going to be deciding upon the best guitar products of the entire decade. Now, to listen to that and become a Patreon supporter, it costs only $1 a month. And you can uh, you can enjoy the podcast ad-free and early. Well, actually, to listen to that, you have to pay the $5 tier. And you enjoy uh, the extra episode plus access to the entire back catalogue of mini-series like Question Hole and Bar Chords and the Friday Specials. And at the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all of these benefits plus the prestigious honour of having your name featured in our podcast outro song. You can follow us on all the major platforms, social platforms, that is, not like bridges, uh, <laughs> with at guitar, <laughs> with at guitar nerds, and you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Are you okay, Joe? I'm fine. 
Have you uh, been, thanks. We, we're day one into self-isolation and you've already been... <laughs> <laughs> it's already gone mad. It. Yeah, this is terrible. I, honestly, pubs not being around is actually going to be the end of me. Anyway, thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers, gang. Michael Hall, Brian Hansen, Jeffrey Wax, Eric Hammer, Mario Turan, Brian Heinzler, Gavin Vanderlinden, and Jacob McGee. Hi, Mark Hizau, Kadawaki, Stuart Robson, Newton, Rob Bastow, Christian Lundanson, Keith Adams, Eric File, and Andrew Good, Naren Peters, Richard Sudworth, Jacob Warren, Jamie Kemp. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.